Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, hello podcast fans. How are you? Um, welcome to episode four of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. I feel bad about calling you podcast fans. I guess that's a little bit presumptuous. You may not be fans. You may have been forced to download this by me. So you're just probably family and friends. Or maybe you're fans of Tom Grennan. Because he's, um, he's today's episode. We've really created a bit of a stir already with this podcast. I think the likes of um, Joe Rogan and Adam Buxton are shaking in their boots. As we work our way up the charts. It's probably a joke. I don't think they're even don't think they're even aware of us. Uh, however, we are doing alright. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for all the help that you've given. And thanks to Apple for making us new and noteworthy last week. Feels nice to be new and noteworthy. Feels nice to, for Apple to say it. Thanks, Apple. Um, as always, if you could give today's episode a rating, I'd really appreciate that. Or tell a friend. It just makes me feel generally very loved. And um, I like feeling loved. I think everyone likes feeling loved, you know. Stroke that little ego every now and again. Anyway, enough of that bric a bracca. Today's episode comes with a bit of a warning. Oh, yeah. There is swearing throughout. From the start to the end, we're effing and we're jeffing. And I'm not just talking little swear words like bugger and flange. <laughs> I'm talking like the F word and the C word. I don't think the C word said, but certainly the F word's thrown out a bit. And that's because today's guest is Tom Grennan. Ah, currently Tom Grennan is in the UK top 40 with two songs. I think he's actually number one and number two right now. Wow. Well done, Tom. Not only that, his tour has just gone on sale. He's selling tickets left, right and center. People really want to go and see Tom Grennan live and I don't blame them. Um, His first album got so much love when it came out a few years ago. It was literally everywhere. Um, He's played festivals all over the UK. He's just generally very well thought of, Tom Grennan, isn't he? And he's got stories, stories for days. Um, I think he's one of the UK's most exciting male talents right now. I really do believe that. And we talked about loads on this podcast episode. Um, Not always fun stuff either. We took a little walk down the lane of problems with drink and alcohol and stuff like that and how it affects you. Um, Growing up, feeling left out. We spoke about that. Getting jumped outside of KFC. That wasn't me. That that happened to Tom. um, I don't think we explained that very well either in the podcast. It's it's about halfway through. um, We talk about the the KFC incident. And it's because someone attacked Tom Grennan outside of KFC and really, really hurt him. Um, which is awful. So there's a lot of very heavy topics in there, but there are a lot of fun ones as well. Uh, we talk about Celebrity Juice. We talk about some amazing celeb stories in LA where he went to a party and he's name-dropping the Beatles and Robbie Williams. Oh, Tom Grennan, all-round great guest. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. If you do like it, please give us a rating. Please give us a review. 
um, if everyone that was listening to this gave a rating, it would change change my life. Probably. It would. I'd really appreciate that. So think about it if you're not going to do it. I'd really like it. Anyway, enough dilly-dallying. Here he is. It's Tom Grennan. The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome... It's Tom Grennan! Hey! Hey. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm really good, man. How are you? I'm very well, man. I'm Uh, really good. I wish we were doing this face-to-face and beers in person, but this is is life in 2021, right? This is life in 2021, man. In front of a a, uh, laptop screen. But it's all good, man. Hopefully soon enough we'll be able to do this in person and have a hug, have a beer and... Just chill, you know? Yeah, having a hug feels like years away, doesn't it? It does, man. I'm To be honest with you, like, I really am missing at the moment atmosphere. Yeah. I was saying this to my friends yesterday and I was like, I really just want to be sat in a bar and have two people, like, either side of me chatting absolute shit <laughs> and me enjoying them chatting shit and going, oh my God, I love the sound of people chatting shit. I just love hearing it. Yeah. I um, I saw a tweet just before we did this and it said, imagine a Friday night as you walk up to the bar and you're next in line and you're ordering eight pints of Guinness and all the crisps you can get and it's going to cost a fortune, but you're drunk and you don't care. How good oh, yeah. does that sound? Oh, mate, it sounds amazing. It sounds like all rounds on me when I'm out. But annoyingly, it feels like we're still months away from from this. Mate, it feels like years away. We'll get there. We'll get there, man. Staying positive, man. The amount of walls we've we've got to climb. Like I've I've hit a few walls recently where I'm like, oh my god, I can't do this anymore. And then you get over the wall, you're like, yeah, come on, I can do it. Not too long away. And then you hit another wall. You ever you ever seen? Um, Run, fat boy, run. I have, yeah. You know when he hits the wall and he's got blisters on his feet and yeah. it's like just pain. That's how it. That's how it's felt for for a while. But yeah, man, just got to stay positive, innit? I think lockdown three has been by far the hardest. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, like it's cold, it's it's dark. It's I don't leave the house as much as I as much as I should. Someone said this to me, and I agree with this. Lockdown one, we had summer. Yeah. Lockdown two, we had Christmas to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Lockdown three just feels endless. Yeah, it hey, definitely does. What a positive start to the podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> nah, here we are, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I've written an intro for you. Would you like to hear it? Of course. <clears throat> are you drinking tonight, by the way? Um, do you know what, man? I'm actually I've stopped drinking. Wow. Okay. I know. Um, for is that for January or is that forever? No, man. That is for the. Yeah, forever. I think. Um, Whoa! Like I'll never, never say never. But I've, I've, I've had a relationship with it where, like, I just don't really fancy it anymore. And I've had to say, like, I'll see you soon, my look, my good friend. But I need to go on my journey. You know what? We'll come back to the intro because I don't want to leave that. How long has that happened yeah. for? I guess is my first question. 
I think since September. I had it in my head that I want, needed to do it. Like, I really did need to do it since, like, last, like, March. And I did it for a while through the lock, first lockdown. And then we got kind of told we can go back out. And then I, I think I went mad for, like, two to three months. Yeah. Where, where like, mad where I, I just didn't... I was doing it and I wasn't enjoying it. And it was kind of like, I need to stop this. So, and then September came and I, I was like, this is it, man. I've just got, like... I've got to do it and, and I've done it for the right reasons. Do you know what I mean? So can you imagine nights out with the boys with without these? Uh this is where the big test will happen, isn't it? Yeah. Um but like I can't for me I want to go to a I wanna to go to a rave sober. This is what I was saying earlier about I can't wait for to be sat in the middle and two of my mates off their heads <laughs> chat shit and whether I can enjoy it or not. Yeah. But I will do, do you know I, I will do and like I sat down with my mum and like I was not in the greatest of places and I was like I think I need to really really like stop drinking and stuff like that and she was like you're way funner and way better when you're not drinking so I'm excited for that and like my dad when I was born my dad stopped drinking and I'm I'm really like my dad anyway I would love to think that I can have fun and have a good good night without it so we'll see man I have a weird one with drink like yeah. when I'm with my mates, I, I go into it with such good intentions of like yeah. only have one, chill, home by yeah. ten. I find the cutoff really difficult because I think there's two yeah. types of people who have issues with booze, and I don't think I've got an issue with booze. But no. I feel like there's the people who drink every day, and then there's the yeah. people who can't stop on the weekend, and they're both what, addicts is, in their own way. This is what I'm saying. So like, would I say that I had a problem? No. But would I be up from Friday to Sunday with minimal sleep? Probably. And it just got too much for me. And, and then it started like not becoming fun. And then it started like really affecting my mental health. And I was just, a, to be honest with you, like I was sad, man. And then I was like drinking to become happy again. Yeah. And that's not good for my head, man. Do you, have you found something else in your life which has made you stop? Yeah, it's CrossFit, man. Okay, good. Yeah, so I'm a very, like, I'm an, I've got an addictive personality. That's, what, again, why I needed to make a change. So I've really become addicted to exercising. And when I was younger, I played a lot of football and I was kind of like the sporty kid, do you know what I mean? When I hit, like, 17, that all kind of stops. And now, like... I've found my love through another kind of sport, which is CrossFit, and I'm addicted to it, man. Wow. Do you know, but I think, I think again, we're really struggling to get this podcast started because we've started yeah. this. And, I, and listen, this is why I like this show is we talk about anything. But I yeah. feel like the image of rock and roll is changing, right? Like you had Oasis in the 90s and there was this one image of rock and roll, which was very drug, sex, booze, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like this clean living, clean eating, no drinking, sort of more straight edge is yeah. where you find rock and roll in 2021 for me right now i'm not in a place in my career where i can do drugs sex and rock and roll don't get me wrong i'd love to be i'd love i, I love it yeah do you know what i mean but i'm not in a place in, in my career where i'm i'm at where i can do that then i have thousands of people turning up to a show and i and i know they do do you know what i mean i mean i'm in like i'm mid-table right now like yeah. if, if you're looking at football i'm like i'm i'm like a leicester city where like they could take the crown but fucking hard work needs to happen if you put if i put in the hard work now with myself with my goals and with my career then 
when I'm 50, I can do as many drugs, many, <laughs> many do sex and rock and roll and whatever, whatever I want to do. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah the hard work is now and, and I'm happy, man. I guess what well. you're saying is Leicester City can't have the parade through the centre <laughs> of Leicester before they win the Premier League. They've got to win it what, first. Yeah, exactly. Now, should we hear this intro? Please, man. He's Bedford's greatest export. The man whose debut album went top five in the UK. BBC Introducing Artist of the Year 2018. Gucci wearing, football playing, fashion leading, rock and roll singing, front cover of Music Week killing. And we've got him here tonight, hot off the release of his second album. It's Tom Grennan. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Get that tattooed on you. Get that tattooed, isn't it? People in Bedford will love it. Um, what a few years it's been. I want to just kickstart yeah. this by saying front cover of Music Week. Pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's amazing. I'm a front cover star, baby. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really nice to get like some rec- like, get that recognition and, and just get that support. And it feels good, man. And this album really does feel like I'm finally here. Do you know what I mean? Like my first album, my debut album... Like lighting matches, I kind of was thrown in the deep end with it, and and luckily enough, it took flight and it got its own legs, and it me- and it means something to a lot of people. But to be honest with you, I really did blag it. I really blagged it, and now with this with this album out, Evering Road, like I didn't blag it at all. I knew what I wanted. I had a story, and I finally could say I feel like I'm the artist that I've wanted to be, and. And I'm just so proud of it. What do you mean you blagged the first album in terms of like you didn't know how to put together a record or you yeah. didn't know what you were saying? It was just a collection yeah. of tunes. Yeah, I didn't know what I was saying. It, yeah. it, like I kind of just wrote a load of load of songs and we put it together and it was an album. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I didn't really have like much say in it all in the sense of like how I've had in this in this album. Do you know what I mean? I kind of just went went with it to see what happens and thankfully it, it put me in a position to make a second record what's quite fun is we're recording this before the album actually comes out so when this goes out it's probably out how do you feel right now are you scared or are you just proud and just want the baby out there yeah uh i'm i'm so proud of it um i'm also just looking forward for the weight of it to be off my shoulders <laughs> yeah like the whole album's all about a past relationship that I was in. It's me owning up to a lot of things that I've done, that I did in a relationship. It's a breakup album, but it's not an album like, oh, feel sorry for me because she's done this to me. And, and it's not that at all. It's kind of like, actually, I kind of was the toxic one in, relationship, in the relationship and I let ego get in the way. I let party and get out of the way. I let a lot of things get in the way of, of something good. And unfortunately, I lost... I lost that relationship for being a bit of a prick. And it's me saying, I'm sorry, I own up for for it, but I'm human and I've learned from my mistakes. And unfortunately, I lost someone I loved, but I think it's made me a better man. And luckily enough, I got to write about it. So that weight will be off my shoulders. And I just know that it's a good record. I just feel like it's going to do really well. And I think people will relate to it. Yeah, it has, has everything in there. It has sad, it has uplifting, it has kind of power in it. Do you think she'll text you when she hears it? Uh, no, man, probably oh. not, man. And to be honest, like, she knows it's coming out and, like, we've had the, that chat, but, like, we don't, we're, we're not friends anymore, and that, which is a shame, but life goes on, man. You never know. You never know she might hear it and realise yeah, some yeah. truths and sort of 
feel you know they're ready for that next step yeah maybe but i don't know if, even know if that's a good thing yeah I'm, i've moved on with my life now as well so but i just hope if she does hear it that she kind of says ah lisey's fucking learned up to it yeah I feel like the first 20 minutes of this podcast has been so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I can't, it's good. This is why I love podcasts. It's like everything that I've needed to say in the week has just come off my chest. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. It feels so ridiculous after the conversation we've had to say this. I've got a giant wheel behind me. <laughs> I wish I could see you. I wish I was there to see this wheel. It's a giant roulette wheel from Amazon. It's got a load of takeaways on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin it, whatever it lands on, is going to be your dinner tonight from us. All right, Ledge, I love that. Anything you don't eat? Uh, I don't eat, like, meat, but I eat fish and all, everything else. Excellent. Okay, here we go. Can you, hold on, can you hear this? Yeah. Okay, so it's Come just... On, I feel like I'm on a game show. People, love it. People don't believe the wheel exists, but it does. We, it's here. <laughs> I love okay, it. Okay, here we go. Spin the wheel. <laughs> tonight tom grennan to yeah. fish and chips oh buzzing i actually was at, i no word of a lie i actually fancied fish and chips tonight there we go yes right can i like request a fish and chip shop i think uh, you can right and i think i know the one that you're going to request because i've got it in front of me and it's the it's the first one that comes up it's called Oliver's. Oliver's. Nice. Hold on. I found. I found the one you want. Oliver's fish and chips. Yes. Hold on. Is this like your regular? This is like I would go to if I want a fish and chips. I'd go there. Yeah. Okay, mate. Right. What do you want? Cod. Can I get haddock, please? Yeah. I get you a haddock with a large chips. Yes, please. Do you want any sides? I'll go for curry curry sauce. This is such a good order. Do they do any like nice drinks? Oh, well done. Yeah, of course. Ledge podcast, bruv. Coke, Diet Coke, Fanta, Sprite, mineral water, sparkling water, Fentiman's traditional lemonade. My God, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll go for that. That sounds great. I'm also going to get you, and I hope they do these, I'm going to get you a... I'm going to get you a pickled egg. Really? Yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> right, right, there you go. Boom. Right, hold on. Haddock, traditional, curry sauce, uh, and a Fentiman's lemonade. Yes, mate. Legend. My God, this is an expensive one. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> I, got, I got proud luck on here and he got a Mackey's. Did he really? Oh, no. <laughs> here you go. Boom. Let me do that for you. Let me change this. I can go for a cheaper one, bro. Don't be ridiculous. Ah, oh, thank you. Do not be ridiculous. Tom Grennan, the food is now ordered. Thank you so much. Mate. I'm looking to it. This is what you wanted tonight as well, isn't it? Yeah, it actually was. <laughs> it's so mad. Right, let's go because we've got until the food turns up. So, um, Bedford, born and bred, how was that? Amazing, man. Like, I've got... My family are just amazing. My mum, dad, and my little brother um wicked uh, i love bedford it's a small little town everybody knows everybody yeah everybody slept with everybody <laughs> um but it's it's home and to be honest with you like i'll probably go back to bedford when i have like kids and stuff that's a great yeah. album title by the way back to bedford back to bedford <laughs> yeah i'm just waiting for a statue they've got a statue of a uh, john bunyan who is a prisoner um so Maybe there'll be a Tom Grennan statue. I think you put it out there into the universe and it might happen. Yeah, exactly. Are all, are all your mates still there? Are all the boys still in Bedford? 
all the boys are still in Bedford. Do you know what they work? They they work with my uh, they work with my dad. They're all builders and that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of trade. So they're all still there. And do you know when you have that, them boys from home, it's like everything doesn't matter. It's cool, man. Totally. Yeah. And whenever I have any work worries, which yeah. happens quite a lot, yeah. I just like to think because I'm from Preston that you know <laughs> what? If it all went wrong, I'd yeah. go back to Preston and get a job. Yeah. And you know what? I'd probably be happier because I'd be yeah, everyone yeah, in the Black Bull on a Friday night. Well, this know. is what I was going to say. Like, you know what I mean? This this Christmas was so like different because obviously lockdown and usually Christmas Eve, would, everybody would be in the rows. Yeah. Everybody like you'd see everybody like, yes, what are you doing now? Bloody hell, he's put on weight. Or, <laughs> or bloody hell, she's banging now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that I love it, man. It's wicked. So, do you do the Christmas Eve night out thing? Yeah. What's the yeah. latest you've? Because I, I, I imagine you've partied right. a time. What's the latest that you've got in? I can tell you this. I walked into my mum's and dad's house on Christmas Day at ten, about eleven o'clock in <laughs> in the morning, just absolutely fucked. <laughs> And my mum looked at me and she and they were opening presents and they, she looked at me and she was like, you are something else. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can eat today. <laughs> and I just honestly slept on the sofa for the whole day. My grandparents came round, my my aunties came round and everyone was buzzing to see me because obviously they, they don't, I don't get to see my family too much. Mm. And I was just kipping on the, on the sofa. Um, so I ruined Christmas that year. How bad was the fear when you walked in the house? Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. But I had a fun night. So God, I'm good. I can't do that. What you've done there with, with the fear after a night out to go, I feel awful. I'm scared, but I've had a good night. I can't yeah. do that. The fear ruins it for me now. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's not worth it anymore. I, I just had to just had to weigh up the positives and I had a good night. So I like that. I, I always wonder, what was your school experience like? Was it more skins or was it more in-betweeners? Because mine was definitely more yeah. in-betweeners. Definitely skins. Was like, it? Yeah, yeah. I based myself on Cook. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, man. School school was good, man. I, I, was, that, I was the guy in school that, um, in every group, everybody kind of like, oh, yeah, sweet. I was sweet with everybody. Yeah. I was a little naughty. But I knew how to sweeten up the teachers. And yeah, it, to be honest, I loved school. There was a point as when, at school that I hated. I think it was when, you know, when like GCSEs happen, you finish, year, what, when you do GCSEs, year 10 or something? Yeah, GCSEs year 11, yeah. So like when year you're 11, 16, year 11. something like that. Yeah. In Bedford, you have three schools. So you go to lower school, middle school and upper school. So yeah. you have three schools. When you hit upper school, it was like buzzing, year nine, didn't do anything. Year 10, didn't do anything. Year 11, I was expecting, again, not to do anything. But then everybody started knuckling down. So being the class clown was not cool <laughs> after, like, year 10. Yeah, I've been there. But then everybody was like, Tom, man, you need to, like, focus. You need to, like... I kind of became, like, the odd one out then when I was like, what? Are you... What? And then I tried knuckling down and it just didn't really happen for me, man. <laughs> There was definitely a split in school, I think, of people that were naturally... You you could run on, like, natural cleverness till about year 10, and then you actually had to work it. And I think yeah, a lot yeah. of people who were naturally clever but didn't want to work just sort of couldn't quite do it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be the guy copying everybody. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, copying their work. I wasn't clever at school. I wasn't academic, really. I was just the sport. I was just sports mad, football mad, girl mad. That's because before you did music, you were like you were on a path to professional football. I was on a I was on a good path of football. I don't know if I'd ever become would have become professional, but I, I played for like some good clubs when I was younger. I played for like Luton Town, North Northampton, and and Stevenage, and then I was going to go to America and play, but again, you had to be academic for that, and I, I bored it off. I was like, nah. I can't do it. And then, like, I went on cook mode. I was like, right, parties. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. And then, and then, like, started singing and then joined a band and then with, like, the music boys at school because they heard me singing at this party and they were like, ah, oh, we saw you singing on the weekend. Do you want to join this band and help us out with this A level thing? I was like, no way, mate. Are you mad? <laughs> no way am I doing that, singing in front of people sober. Ended up doing it and I really, I just loved it. I just loved the buzz of like, of it all really. And then did that, just did lo- loads of covers, like loads of Arctic Monkeys covers, Bombay Bicycle yeah. kind of, and then just became an indie kid. Yeah. And then the hey levels happened and then we were in this band and it was like, we were, we were pretty like doing well in Bedford. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this, um, venue called Esquires and we'd be playing Esquires in, in the top room which is like 200 people do you know what I mean but it'd be all just people from school yeah and it'd just be it was it was ledge then all the boys went we're going to uni and I was like you're going to uni what the we're, hell what the, what, what the hell like we've got this wicked band what I thought was wicked and they were like nah we're going to go do some we're going to go do science we're going to go do maths and I was like mate you are so boring <laughs> No way. Um, what was the band called? Oh, mate, it was. It's Come awful. On. Come on. It was, and I didn't name it. This. I didn't <laughs> don't it. don't give me reasons. I, <laughs> it was called the Jebs. How bad is that? Whoa, the Jebs. The Jebs. Yeah. So everyone just was like, we had T-shirts made. We were loving it. We, we, wow. we were, you really went yeah. for it. We really went for it. Yeah. But then, uh, like I say, they went to uni, and then I was like, shit. I don't know anything about music. I can sing, but I don't play an instrument. I don't write my own songs. Uh, what am I going to do? So then I was like, oh, well, do you know what? I'm going to try to do acting. So I applied for all these act, like drama schools. And then something happened to me in Bedford where I was attacked and I had my jaw broken. This is the KFC thing, right? This is the KFC Mate, thing, yeah. this sounds mental. Yeah. Did you ever get sort of a conclusion as to why this happened? No, it was random. And the guy was just drunk. The guy who hit me came out of prison that day and he got drunk and he was obviously a horrible guy. He was looking for a fight. He wasn't looking for a fight. He was looking to beat someone up and someone who was smaller than him. Do you know what I mean? So then that happened. That completely knocked the confidence out of me where I couldn't leave my house at all i fell into this really bad depression from being this like guy at school who everybody loved to like being like the fuck like do you know what i mean yeah and then just to have it all knocked out of you kind of just i hit rock bottom and i was like nobody loves me and no one loves me i don't love myself i i just went into the most darkest place and i missed all of my acting like drama school auditions and then my mum was like, you should get out of Bedford. 
And I was like, I know I should. I need to get out of Bedford. And she was like, why don't you go and try uni? Um, and not to do like, act like drama school. Why don't you just go do, do acting at, at a university? So I was like, okay, cool. How do I do that? So my drama teacher, her name is Miss Cooper. Shout out. Shout out. She hooked me up, man. And she's like, go to this, this small uni in Twickenham called St. Mary's. I think for, for how you're feeling at the moment, it's such a small community. People are really nice. It's it's just outside of London, so you still have that feeling of being in like a town kind of vibe. I was like, all right, cool. So I went and, and I auditioned there, got in and went to uni. And then I was like, oh no, I want to sing. And then when after I got like beaten up and stuff, that's when I started writing. And I was writing like lyrics, but I, I didn't play instruments. So I taught myself how to play the guitar and literally just stayed in my room at uni. Because of what happened to me, my anxiety to go out and go into big clubs and be around a lot of people, really, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I, I stayed in my room at uni and smoked a lot yeah. <laughs> and learned how to play a guitar. Did you and ever speak to anyone about this or is, is this all sort of self-diagnosed at this point? No, I was in like, I was in a, in therapy and, right. and stuff like that. Um, no yeah. Matter, no matter what that guy got in terms of prison sentence, it isn't right, is it? Like no matter no. what that guy, so what he put you through no. is just... He ruined my life, man. He yeah. ruined my life. And I know he's ruined a lot of other people's lives as well. But I'm not all going to lie. He also made my life and... I'll always be thankful that I actually did get beaten up for that because I wouldn't be here today, 100%. I wouldn't have gone to, to uni. I'd done, I wouldn't have started writing yeah. and I just felt like I can get through life just on the whip. And like I say, I started writing and I then put them into songs. In my third year of uni, I got signed to Insanity, my record label. And they were like, "Is it? Are these your songs?" I was like, "Yeah, they are." They were like, "Right, cool." And and they basically signed me there and then. That's Andy Varley, right? That's Andy Varley. How so, did that happen? So did he? They approach you, or did you send music to them? No. So someone was in the pub. Someone was in the pub, just on the whim, having having a having a beer. Asked me, "Are these my songs?" And then the next morning, I had all these emails Sick. from like publishers, from record labels, and and managers and all sorts. How was that gigging process? Because I've done the most embarrassing gigs I've ever done. And if you've gone to the whole gigging pubs, you know what it's like, similar to me DJing in small venues, right? Yeah. I've DJed in venues with, with like three people who yeah, don't, yeah, who yeah. don't of care. Of course, 100%. I've done that too. Um, but I kind of just, I love singing and I love showing off. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if I could please like one or two of them people out of the three, then... I was happy, do you know what I mean? And if I was getting like booked to come there again, then I was happy because I was like, right, I've got another gig. Potentially more people will see me. But I was never doing it for the to try and get signed. I was never, try, I, I never, like this is what I was saying about my album, my first album. Like I got thrown in the deep end, didn't really know. I didn't, had no idea about music, like how to make an album. I'd never been in a studio before. And then my publisher, he heard one of my songs and he was like, Chasing Status, want to work with you. Mate, I was at uni and I and like six months before that, I was in the pub, Fringe Park. That's where I got signed, Rick, basically. Six months later, on a Saturday after uni, I was headlining Wireless Festival. 
with Jason Status. So it was crazy, man. Wow. It, yeah, it was it was mad. But my uni let me fin like my record label. So let me finish uni. Luckily, got got through uni thanks to my friend Katie because I I had to write obviously a dissertation and she helped me write it and I submitted hers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I submitted her her dissertation, and she obviously submitted hers as well. <laughs> and we had to go into into this big old board meeting, and I was like, honestly, it was on my lap. Uh, it was on my laptop because I was just like reading through hers, and I must have submitted it. They were like nearly going to kick both of us out of uni. I was going to say like this when I've done I've done the uni thing, and there's this whole system where if you if you upload yeah, work yeah. that looks like someone else's. They'll catch you. I mean, oh, yeah, if you yeah, uploaded yeah. the exact same thing, they <laughs> definitely got you. Yeah, exact same thing. So, <laughs> but luckily enough, like they again just sweetened up the governors and came out of uni with I don't know. I came out came out with like a third, which was cool for me because I was I was buzzing. Do you know what I mean? And and then yeah. So uh, the chase and status thing, right? Because that felt like probably a big break, and that was a big a big moment. How did that come about? Were you put in a studio? Was that like a session, like a traditional session? You went in there and recorded with them. Like, how yeah. did that happen? Uh, I'd never been in a studio before. And they were like, can you come into the studio? I was like, uh, yeah, all right, cool. Nervous, so nervous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I rolled up to Metropolis Studio and walked in and Chase and States were in there, Will and Soul and Pat. These are people I've, I've, I've listened to, who I've seen. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh my days, this is mad. They were like, we really like what you're doing. Should we try write something? And I was like, cool, I have this like little idea. And it kind of goes like this. And I started singing, would you take a bullet? And they loved it. And they were like, right, let's, let's start writing. And it was the first time I've, I ever like start, like wrote a song with somebody else too. Yeah. Yeah. All Goes Wrong came out of it. And they were like, we're going to cut it. We're actually going to, put it as our like first single because that's a big moment like with this stuff like the amount of times you you must spend in a room with people and you write songs and they love it and it never happens and but for them to go we're cutting it this is it this is happening that must yeah. have been like shit it's taken off yeah like this is the first time i've ever been in a studio and written a song with somebody else and they were like yeah we're cutting it and i was like one take wonder fuck well we went in and it took a while man not gonna lie um, <laughs> but we we finally got there with it and i know like right it's, it's perfect now we're gonna do it and i was like oh my days straight away obviously got on the phone to like my mates and i was like mate it's, it's happening and, and i'm playing wireless and what the fuck's going on hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. 
Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I don't want to move on to the second album just yet because I want to talk about how big uh, Light Matches was. Yeah, man. What I yeah. want, what I want from this period, and what I hope you've got, is the most rock and roll story. I went to LA. I was invited to go to this party, and Stella McCart- McCartney was was uh, dressing me for this party, and it was her party, right? Wow. So I was like, wow, sick. So I went to this party, and I rolled up there. When I say like every A-lister was in there. <laughs> Every A-lister was in there, and I was like, "I love it." Why am I here? <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I was in a conversation with Dave Grohl. I was in a conversation. I was in this. I was having a fag, and I was chatting to Dave Grohl, Katy Perry, Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney, and me. And I was like, "That's mental." Yeah, and this this lady came up, right? She started chatting, right? And I was like you're lovely like you're lovely like da, 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 da. i was like do you mind just getting a photo <laughs> yeah and she was like, yeah of course and i gave her my phone to take this photo and paul mccartney looked at me yeah and she looked at me and it was stella <laughs> and it was, it was her own party and, i love and, it yeah and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry loads of people were in there like and the day and like that day i'd, I'd written with uh with this guy, I can't remember his name, but his, and but we were in the studio and, and I was like, I'm going to this party tonight. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to that too. I'm going with my dad. And I was like, oh cool, who's your dad? And he was like, oh, Michael Keaton. He was like, have you heard of him? I was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so then like, I went for like food with Michael Keaton beforehand and it was sick. And like loads of people were there though, man. Like. Robbie Williams was there, which was ledge. I'm quite uh, a big Robbie Williams fan. I'm a massive that, Robbie that's Williams cool. Fan, yeah, I'm a massive Robbie Williams fan. We like there was live music and like Paul McCartney jumped on stage with Muse. It was like a karaoke with all like stars, and I was like, "This is mental, mate. What am I doing here?" And and then it just got like mad messy. Is Dave Grohl as nice as I imagined him to be? Yeah, he's really really nice. He seems he like, like the nicest guy. He was really, really sound, yeah. Now, this is the new world we live in in 2021, and things don't always run quite as smoothly as I would like them. Your food is still an hour away. You're lying. I'm not lying. So, for We've the... still got an hour on the pod. No, no we can't. I don't think we could stay here for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a radio show tomorrow morning. I, <laughs> there's so much going on in my life that another hour... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like the idea of just we will continue until the food gets here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chat will end up so dry. <laughs> we will have no listeners. We'll have no listeners. Left. But my, what I wanted to ask you though was that yeah. fashion's a big thing in your life. Is there any looks that you look back and you're like, what the fuck was I doing wearing that? Yeah, hundreds. Talk me through them. I jumped on stage in a full. Full snake skinned suit. Woof! It obviously not real snake skin. Sure. Um, but yeah, it looked like snake skin and it was all leather. Uh, it was a, one of the hottest days in the summer. And 
I just look awful. The color of it is just not for me. <laughs> and like, it just didn't, didn't match the complexion. It just, it was, it was awful. And basically I dyed my hair for the first time ever. <laughs> and I thought I was going a little bit browner and it came out like jet black. And I looked like one of the geezers from my Green chemical Day. romance vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And it just wasn't a look, man. If that- I ever get in that picture, like, like fat, like say if like a fan like messaged me on Instagram, like I remember meeting you, and I see I'm like I I wish you didn't remember me. <laughs> I wish that photo didn't exist. Why is yeah. it online? Yeah. And you've had a lot of fun over the last few years. You've done TV shows that I am so jealous of. Talk oh, yeah. me through going on Celebrity Juice. Oh, um, yeah, it was great. I think no. Do you know what? That was the last time I drank alcohol, man. I was that gonna was say you get time. boozy before that show, right? Yeah, that was the last time I'd, I'd, I'd drunk. So whenever that was, that was the last time. You, mate, you get smashed on that show. And that, it was just it was just so funny. I was so pissed, though, because they edited out it. They, edit, they edited out one of the challenges I, I did, and it was like jokes. Um, <laughs> you know, think, you know you're I'll, too pissed when they edit you out of Celebrity Juice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> too much TV time, man. Um, <laughs> no, I loved it. And like everybody on the show were, were great. Like Emily Atak's great. Laura yeah. Whitwell was great. Keith Lemon, jokes. Um, Hold up, because you're the same age as me. That that must be cool to go in a TV show that you remember watching growing up. Oh, mate, I love that TV show. Yeah, That's cool. sick. Yeah. Like, I did watch it for Fern, though. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I used to have a big thing about Fern. Yes, I know. Same. She is real now, 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 like, I, I chat to Fern and it's a bit weird. Is it? Yeah. Like, she sends me her cookbooks and stuff and it's like... I uh, really fancied you. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's if I ever met Billy Piper, I'd have the same thing. Oh, I had mate, a big thing about Billy Piper growing what was up. What that she did? I, I know her from Doctor Who. I oh, don't lie. You know her from that uh, when she was an escort. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did that recently. No, that's recent though. No, that was she... called Diary of a Call Girl. <laughs> there you go. Yes, no, she did. She did that back in the day too. Diary of a Call Girl. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I shouldn't have known the TV show so quick there, should I? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really kidding. <laughs> and you also have done Soccer AM, which, as an ex-footballer, probably yeah. you were all right for. Yeah, man. Every fucking time i've been on that show though it's like i've never played football before i just you know the top bin challenge as you say have you ever t- have you ever got top bin nah, never of course man. not no it's I'm, I'm under pressure um so when i got gone that i just get abuse from people at home going like where's it gone like we <laughs> have we taught you better than- where's it gone <laughs> yeah where's it gone what taught you better than this like you're shambles all that chat. So, um, no, nah, but I do love Soccer AM and I've been on it a few times now. And, mate, it's it's, it's like childhood dreams, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? On that line, childhood dreams, I think that's a good point to end end the podcast. Cool, man. I think that's... I really, really enjoyed there, that, Tom. It's not the best podcast I've ever done. What? So. Yeah. Put that on the poster that on the poster um i th- i really enjoyed that time because i feel like we started very serious yeah, and definitely. we've ended up having a lot of fun and i really hope you find joy in sobriety and i hope it does change your life you, for the better you, man thank you bro um we'll have to definitely link up when it's all done man mate when this is done let's let's go for a non-alcoholic beer 
Yeah, man. 100%. Um, I, now, this is, a, this is a first one for the Dangerous Dinner podcast. A podcast sold purely on getting celebrities to eat weird food. You've not eaten anything. <laughs> no, it's all good. There's a, there's an Oliver's fish and chips on this way, so but I'll definitely. Uh, what we're gonna I'll do def- for podcast listeners, Tom, is yeah. if you can voice note me a yeah. full description of how good the food is, and yeah. you taking a bite of the pickled egg, I will call this a win. Oh, okay, I'm dreading the pickled egg, man. I think we have. But, to, I think we, you've got off lightly here. Uh, yeah, I have to do it. I have um, to do it. Tom Grennan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the Dangerous Dinners podcast. For listeners, you will hear the voice note in moments. I won't hear it until after the food turns up. Um, good luck on the new album. Good luck on the tour. Good luck on sobriety and finding joy. And maybe that girl will text you back. Uh, do you know what, man? I've moved on and I'm very happy with, with, with somebody else right now. So I hope she doesn't. But yeah. It's the one. It's the only. It's Tom Grennan! Ah, oh, that was sick. Cold food, but hot guests. It's the Dangerous Dinners Podcast. Ah, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What an amazing guest Tom Grennan was, don't you think? I thought he was really fantastic. Um, quick question, by the way, from me. What do you think about the lengths of these podcasts? Is 40 minutes about right? Do you want more? Do you want less? Do you want it to be a bit more succinct? Do you want me to take my time a little bit more? I really want to know what you think. Because um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because if it was up to me, there'd be like an hour and something. But then I think, does anyone have that amount of time? Let me know. If you want to let me know, I'm at this is Tom Green on Twitter and Instagram. Do you think it's too long or do you think it's the right length? Um, is the question, I suppose. Um, but yeah, these are the times we live in. We've got to do it over sort of Zoom these interviews at the moment so tom's food didn't turn up in time oh what a shame however he did send me this what a magical voice note this was um it arrived in my whatsapp about an hour after the interview finished his food finally turned up yes people the food has arrived oliver's fish and chips oi oi here we go got my haddock looking very uh very plump, very juicy, very ready to eat. Um, got my curry sauce. Let me see if I can get that. Got my curry sauce. Got the boiled egg, which I'll go for after I've eaten, just because I want to enjoy my food. <laughs> got my chips, large, Tomo, legend. There's a lot of chips here. Um, I'm going to do my best to finish them. And I've got my posh lemonade as well, which looks unbelievable um, and looks very like it would clench your first or quench your first, whichever it is. I don't know how to say that word, um, but I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to put a little bit more salt and pepper on it and some vinegar. Um, I'll let you know how I get on. Love you loads. <laughs> What a lovely, what a lovely moment that is! And then uh, after he ate it, he gave me a full breakdown of the food, which sounds like this. Everybody, just want to let you know, the fish and chips was an absolute success. Um, the curry sauce made it, and the chips were delicious. The fish was it was like the catch of the day. Um, but big love, love you all. Very grateful. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, 
the, the food is merely a small price to pay to have you as a guest on the show. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please go down and give it a comment, give it a rating, give it a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. That's a big thing. Go and subscribe, and then you get the episode every single week in your inbox for free. You don't have to come and seek us out. It'll just be there for you ready. Um, anyway... I will see you same time next time next Thursday for another episode of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Stay safe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.